Hello. Hi, can I take your order? Okay, I want a double spicy pumpkin triple venti frappuccino latte caramel with two pumps of ice cream and a little bit of whiskey, please. Okay, we don't serve whiskey, but I could give you three extra shots of espresso and I can add some vanilla syrup straight from the beaver's butt. Beaver's butt. <laughs> Hold on one second. Madison, she said she has beaver's butt. Is that like a new trend or something? I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I know. I told her I want pumpkin spice latte because it's fall. Hello. <laughs> she said beaver butt. Okay, we'll try the little beaver butt. <laughs> Oh, you crazy! You want to be crazy? I'll tell you crazy! Listen, I don't know about these other guys, but we are like a superhero. No? We're like, we're not crazy! Everybody knows you never go full retard. Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. We had a fucking book for one. Did you get that memo? Yeah, I got the memo. Picasso is dead! Walt Disney is dead! I'm dead! Steve Jobs is dead! I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Welcome to the Mentally Gone Podcast. Welcome to the Mentally Gone Podcast. And we are live. <laughs> What's up, guys? And welcome back to episode number 29 of the Mentally Gone Podcast. Uh, my name is Callie Lacerda. And I am Kaylee Lacerda. Yeah, she's mocking my name. Uh, it's a girl's name, but since, you know, look at me, man. I'm Gabriella. Testosterone embodied right here, dude. Look at the beard. Yeah. I My goal, just like Kanye... My goal is to <laughs> redefine the meaning behind the word Cali. And change it to Calais. It's going to be Calais. <laughs> so people will say like Kanye revolutionized the world, similar to how Calais is doing it today. <laughs> yes. See how it goes right there? Yeah. Calais today? Yes. So, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. First and foremost, I think we just want to... Uh, express our love and gratitude for you to choose to listen voluntarily like no one's holding a yeah. gun to your head and you're voluntarily choosing to listen to these two idiots right here um means a lot to us like on a more serious note it means the world honestly and yeah yeah this is what we do for a living so yeah this is what we do for a living and we are just passionate about creating a platform creating a community of like-minded people and hopefully just having fun yeah. While doing it and, and, and maybe spreading some information, some knowledge here and there, some joy, some laughter. Yes. Yeah. Getting a laugh out of it. Hopefully you're getting a laugh out of it. Right. You guys, not you, but us as well. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So do you want to kick us off with the first kick, topic? Kick us off. I mean, we kind of opened up, right, about it. We're going to be talking about some pumpkin spice, some beavis 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 and, and butthead some beaver anus beaver anus yeah fun fact yeah fun fact the vanilla syrup and vanilla flavored things actually come from the anus or butt of a beaver the ones that starbucks uses starbucks anything vanilla flavored like even vanilla extract some of them come from a beaver's butt. beaver's butt yes like directly from a beaver's butt it's like it's like a certain yeah, obviously sack. they like uh, process yeah. it and stuff but that's super no, interesting it's from the butt yeah you would think that vanilla comes from like a plant yeah like a no flower. pure vanilla is supposed to be is supposed to come from i guess 
like a flower. I don't right? really know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So guys. what comes from a uh, beaver's butt is the vanilla extract, you said? Like syrup, vanilla syrup. vanilla flavored things, like oh, even flavored. vanilla scented things. And then they'll label it as like other natural ingredients or artificial flavors or whatever they say. Right. And, and the FDA approves of it. Like it's fine with right. the FDA. Mm-hmm. So your Starbucks, avoid the vanilla syrup. That's crazy because my go-to drink at Starbucks is a white chocolate mocha. Yeah, and it does have vanilla in and it. And it has vanilla in it. I know, guys, because I worked at the Barnes & Noble Cafe, which is pretty much the same thing, right? Uh, Starbucks. It's, it's for like the less... No, it's not. They don't call it a Starbucks. It's a lesser Starbucks. It's a lesser it's like a Starbucks, guys. Yeah. You know, and I have to like talk in this voice when I'm taking the orders. Yeah. What I'm trying to imagine <laughs> in my head is the FDA visiting a beaver anus factory and yeah. just like with like a notepad and just approving all like all the machines, you know, like yeah. these um like beavers are lined up and they're just squishing. Being extracted. Right. Just sticking stuff up their butt and extracting stuff for Starbucks. Ew. And they're just put like a a tube goes directly into like a box that has a starbucks logo on it stop drinking the vanilla stuff guys those those vanilla candles have a good whiff of beaver butt (laughs) beaver butt man who would have thought right who would have thought not me not me not i you said that you have another thing that's not real that people think is real so this is what this topic is really about happy september 1st guys um, it's officially fall, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Because the pumpkin spice latte is back. Right. And it's now more expensive than ever. Thank God. <laughs> and and what I wanted to talk about, and I have this theory, right, about pumpkin spice and pumpkin flavored things, is that none of it comes from actual pumpkins. Mm. So everything that you consume or see labeled pumpkin spice, pumpkin flavored, even your pumpkin pie that you eat on Thanksgiving, it's not made from pumpkin at all. So it has it nothing of? to do with pumpkins. So, so pumpkin pie is actually made from varieties of squash. And oh. then they use like cinnamon and nutmeg to give it the pumpkin spice. But they huh. label it pumpkins because Pumpkin is such a such an iconic, iconic staple of fall right. that people start associating pumpkin flavored things with fall and they start spending money and throwing their money in their wallets at pumpkin stuff because it's so aesthetic, right? Aesthetic. It's like postable for your Instagram and whatnot. Wow, that's crazy. And this is the this is the no more idea. interesting thing is that stores will start removing cinnamon and nutmeg spices from the shelves because it has the scent and aroma that reminds people of fall and it's what's used in these pumpkin stuff in in these pumpkin Recipes. flavored things that they start they start uh, decreasing the stock for those items during the springtime so that people start going into a frenzy as fall is approaching mm. and then people are are buying into it more Wow. Like so they basically they, make people addicted and yeah. then they um they they force a withdrawal. Yeah, a withdrawal for it. And yeah. and they call it like artificial demand, right? Because this is like useless products, but then they paint it in such a light where it's like everybody is crazed about it during this time of year. Mm-hmm. And what's more interesting and this is just a fun fact is that FDR he actually made Thanksgiving land on a Thursday so that people would have time to go shopping on Black Friday the next day. Right. 
So it's like that's why people have those two days off generally because Thanksgiving was the the day prior to Black Friday. So then it gives people more time to shop and spend money. Right. And the fall season is associated with uh, fall and winter with people just throwing their money at things mm-hmm. and being more impulsive with spending right. versus in the springtime or summertime. In the yeah, well springtime mostly but right. yeah fall and winter is like the highest spending seasons that's really interesting because i think i've read a i think i read something about how the the great depression at like one of the solutions for the great depression was creating these holidays and center it around consumism so like that's what capitalism thrives off of is uh, christmas holiday season because then all these big box businesses all these you know best buys toys r us like everything they do these sales, which another thing, another fun fact is that a lot of them trick people into believing that there's a sale when in reality there is none. Yeah. So so they basically mark up their prices leading up to holiday season. And then when holiday comes, they, they scratch that markup and then they put the original price so that people interpret it as like, oh shit, like this. A discount. Like this iPhone is usually um fifteen hundred dollars but now it's a thousand but then meanwhile the iphone when it comes out it's already a thousand right you, you yeah know what I'm exactly so then it just tricks people into like consuming and it's this like stupid culture it's stupid to me you know it's like we we basically align our values with external materialistic things and the ability to offer those materialistic things those externalities to people that we love and that's our way of showing love is is like the craziest thing to me mm-hmm. it's like gifts show how much you love someone and so partaking in this capitalistic system this this monster this machine is what grants you a place in someone's heart when you're able to give them a ps5 or give them a brand new, new chanel purse or yeah. whatever it is so it's interesting yeah very interesting it and is. i don't trust anything that comes from these like times of like holiday seasons because it's all bullshit yeah that's true yeah and and what's funny is like things that don't sell they'll they'll put it on a discount too during the holiday season and then act like it's like such a desirable item Mm -hmm. that hasn't even been leaving the shelves for all this time and they'll do a whole like scarcity tactic you know but what I wanted to say about the pumpkins really quick, what's interesting is that actual pumpkins, they, they don't even have a, a taste. And mm. people have said that real pumpkin, like if you try to eat real pumpkin straight harvested from the pumpkin itself, it's almost inedible. Yeah, I've seen people scooping it out and yeah. cleaning it out. And it, looks it, it's like mucusy. It's yeah. like mucusy and seeds. Yeah, so like w- none of what you're eating that's pumpkin anything, even your pumpkin candles, your pumpkin whatever, yeah. it's nothing's coming from pumpkin at all. Yeah, that's it's, kind of it's all a big scam. a big it's all a big scam. It's, it's a big scam from the government, man. They're watching, man. <laughs> they're they're watching. watching, man. And let me just make sure there's nothing else about that before we move on. But yeah, I, I think that's basically it about the pumpkin spice, the pipe pump. I can't even say it. the pumpkin spice stuff. Um, I don't like pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, I don't like anything. Look, here's a fun fact about me. I don't like anything cinnamony. I don't like anything peachy. I don't like anything caramelly. 
caramel I could rock with if it's in like a chocolate base, you know, like if it's mm. like a Hershey's caramel chocolate, like I could rock with that. That's good. But yeah, I don't like anything that's that's too too eh. like I can't explain it. But if I smell yeah. it, I know I don't like it, you know? Yeah. But cinnamon is a big one for me. Pumpkin, I don't like the pumpkin latte bullshit. Like I've tried it once. I like, I like, like, hey, I like hey, pumpkin hey. pie. And now I know that I like squash because <laughs> it's just made from squash. So squash there you go. Pie. Uh yeah. <laughs> just squash pie squash but see pie. that doesn't sound appetizing mm -hmm. there's something about the word pumpkin <clears throat> it's like people imagine in their heads the the cool um, the cool jack-o-lanterns <clears throat> right and then yeah. they imagine going pumpkin picking and like taking photos with the family for a nice little holiday card for thanksgiving you know mm -hmm. no one's gonna imagine that when you say squash right or when you say, like, what? how else are you going to say it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's all a fraud. It's all a scam. All the government got you again, and now you're paying $6 for a latte that has nothing to do with pumpkins. That's they wild. got you. And I don't know if you guys have seen that um, TikTok video that shows the guy, he went to a Starbucks, I think <laughs> on, like, a campus somewhere to get a coffee, and then he films the line for that Starbucks, and it's, like, the whole sorority house is like getting coffee at the same time because every girl looks the same it's like the stereotypical starbucks girl and you have to admit that there is a stereotype for a starbucks girl mm. she's usually what blonde yeah blue eyes and just perky and preppy you know and you know what's funny back back in the day like 2013 <clears throat> era a starbucks girl was like the uggs and the yoga pants right. and they don't even work out and they're wearing yoga pants right. you know <laughs> like leggings but well, i feel like that was every girl <laughs> back then you know yeah that's true but see and then that those girls were like had a craze for starbucks coffee uh starbucks refresher acai strawberry acai or whatever yeah funny i was one of those girls yeah not anymore hypocrite i'm done with that life yeah um, six dollars you could buy yourself a dozen eggs that's true so what's what, what do you want eggs or coffee <laughs> you gotta choose same thing here same comparison apples to apples that's, that's the mentally gone comparison right here do you want six eggs or do you want a frappuccino 12 eggs actually yeah. and then the girl who's heading to class she's like god you're right like she's like listening to this podcast right now and she's in life at starbucks and she sees like a whole Foods. she's like you're right and goes gets like a carton of she eggs starts eating them <laughs> starts raw. breaking it in her mouth walking the class yeah it's like Brele, what are you doing and it's like i'm listening to god it's like oh okay it's like mentally gone told me that yeah. we shouldn't we shouldn't buy lattes anymore and we should spend our money on eggs um, maybe then you guys would have an ass to fill those leggings <laughs> what this got personal out of nowhere dude it's a joke stop I'm, I'm, stop i'm like um i don't have a nasty either someone just got personal. i'm the white girl guys i am that come on now all right so uh do you want to go into the next topic or should i let's go what, what you? you got what you all right got? guys so for every episode i want to do my research and gather a cool movie theory and today's movie theory kind of blew my mind as I was researching it and reading into it. This is for everybody who is a fan of Batman, of Christopher Nolan's Batman, more specifically Heath Ledger and Fight Club, both the book. But this in this case, more specifically the book, but also the movie, because obviously it's based off of the based off of the book. 
So I'm just going to read just as just so I have like a reference point. Yes. Um, no, I've never watched either one. Yes. So just letting you guys know, I know I'm slacking. I'm so bad with films. Yeah, but... you should get on to that because that's a classic Fight Club. Yeah. And you haven't watched the Batman trilogy, right? No, I've seen yeah. The Dark Knight, I think, but that's about it. Well, that's the one that it's referenced to. It's oh. the Heath Ledger one. Okay, I've, All right. I've watched. So this conspiracy theory claims that the Joker in The Dark Knight by Christopher Nolan is actually the narrator in the novel Fight Club. So Fight Club ends with the narrator who is left nameless throughout the whole novel. Like we don't know who the narrator actually is. We only know Tyler Durden, who is a part of the narrator that he created to kind of cope with his like meaningless, uh, you know, like uh, meaningless existence. Right. So Fight Club ends with the narrator in the mental hospital talking to the Project Mayhem members who expect him to return to being Tyler Durden. Also, he has holes in both cheeks, one from a brawl and one from a gunshot. An excerpt from the novel reads, The bullet out of Tyler's gun, it tore out my other cheek to give me a jagged smile from ear to ear, just like an angry Halloween pumpkin. And if you recall, the Joker in The Dark Knight has a huge scar from ear to ear that he never gives a clear-cut answer as to how he got it, right? He gets close to beginning to explain it. You know, like, you don't know how I got these scars or whatever he does. Yeah. <laughs> the licking the lip. Lipping. Um, and so he never actually explains it. And at the end of the Fight Club novel, the narrator is depicted as being in the hospital in an insane asylum and he isn't given a future because the novel finishes with him just hearing whispers from employees at the hospital who are actually Project Mayhem members who are possibly plotting to break him out of the insane asylum. And the Joker from The Dark Knight isn't given a past. So we don't know about his past. And so this theory claims that the Project Mayhem members break out the narrator from Fight Club from the insane asylum he then takes on the persona of the clown, the Joker, and then wreaks havoc on society as the Joker in Gotham. And both Tyler Durden, the narrator, and the Joker, they have in common this need for destruction, anarchy, this, this need to undermine society and, and the societal frameworks and just how culture manifests itself within our world. And so they're against that, and they're against capitalism, they're against the system, they're against the man, right? So that's literally the same person. It's like it's the same shit, you know? And we don't know much about the Joker, but but we do know that he has been in the insane insane asylum in the Batman Arkham universe, asylum. Right. right? Arkham, right? Right. And at no point within Fight Club do they uh, specify what city they're in. So it could very well be Gotham and the insane asylum that the narrator finds himself at the end of Fight Club, the novel, could very possibly be Arkham Asylum. Which came first? Batman or, or Fight Club? The Fight Club novel was mm. written, I think, in 1998. Wow. So The Dark Knight. Christopher Nolan could have inspired the Joker off of this character. Maybe. maybe but yeah. at the same time, maybe it's like tying in loose ends because it's such an open-ended book. Right. And ending of the book. And also when he does when he is explaining the scars, he just mentions like my father was an alcoholic, right? right. Like mm -hmm. he says that and then says that he cut it, right? Right. But 
like how can we trust or rely on anything that the joker says right he's like such an unreliable character and fun fact both the joker and the narrator from fight club both loved one person and that person could be the same person it could be marla Mm. from fight club and they both grew up in a broken home wow so that's where the alcoholic abusive father comes into play you know yeah and maybe the the joker becomes an alter ego for another alter another alter ego on top of the alter ego for the narrator right that would be crazy so it's like tyler durden then isn't enough for him anymore, and then he creates the clown motif and then he takes on this motif of being the joker yeah and maybe he even has different versions of his story right. of like why he Depending why his face asking. looks that way and all this other stuff yeah that's pretty crazy yeah she okay i don't know anything about fight club but that was that was a good one yeah that one's pretty crazy to me um i'm just checking to see if there's anything else and no that's it so now your turn so we're gonna oh, do back, back and, forth. and forth um i did want to say something and this is not really a theory or anything but I saw this thing on TikTok and I thought that we could like talk about it on here about a true mirror, which which has the ability to show you your face. It shows you your reflection the way it's meant to look like the way other people see you. Right. The way other people actually like see you or perceive you versus how you look at yourself in a mirror, because the mirrors we're using are inverted. So it it that's why even the words show up backwards, right? It's not a true mirror that captures everything exactly how it looks from an outside perspective. And so I just wanted to say that I find this super interesting because this guy who made a, the video on TikTok where he he introduces people to this mirror and then shows them like the mirrors that they're used to versus this true mirror you can see that when they're looking at themselves in the typical mirrors, they're unable to hold emotion in their eyes. So so whenever you look at yourself in the mirror, you, you're like smiling at first, but then all of a sudden you're like almost emotionless after a couple seconds. Like your face just starts to, to drop because mm-hmm. you're... Your eyes are picking up an image, but your brain is not assimilating it because it's inverted. So it's not the way that you're actually looking at things with your, you know, because the mirror is the mirror basically is what's the word I'm looking for? It's like creating a a representation of yourself, a false of like a false image. So you can't really even assimilate it like fully if that makes sense so people haven't seen themselves ever no they've never seen themselves like they've never guy on tiktok is introducing people to themselves yes that's a wild concept so the true mirror allows you to actually connect with yourself even and then at first you might not be used to the way you're you look because you're so used to looking at yourself in these inverted mirrors and you have this specific perception of yourself that you get kind of thrown by how you look in a true mirror and how other people see you that you might even think like, oh, I look ugly or I look way different or whatever the case is. But you're actually able to engage with yourself and like interact with yourself. And it's wow. it's like the first time that you're actually seeing you and not this like false image. 
And another thing that this guy said is that people tend to be more self-critical of themselves in these typical mirrors that we use. So you start noticing your like flaws, like, oh, my skin is whatever, my this, my that, like you, you have like a negative perception. But then when you go into this true mirror, at first you're thrown because it's not you're not used to it. You're not a, a, adapted to seeing yourself that way. But what what he said is that because you're able to interact with yourself, you you actually feel like a relief or or like comforted. Mm-hmm. Like you don't feel the same negative emotions you feel when looking at yourself in a typical mirror. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And to me, it's 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 pretty wild because the first thought that came to my mind is that society is trying its best to kind of keep you from yourself and kind of like disconnecting you from yourself. Yeah. So even when it comes to mirrors, like you're staring at yourself in the mirror, but you're but but the man in the mirror is not the man who stares into it. Mm-hmm. So that's a crazy thing right there, because like, yeah, that's crazy. Because even when you think that you have this access to yourself, it's it's distorted. It's not legitimate. And and something interesting, too, is that I think that the mirrors that we use are made that way so that we're always finding stuff wrong with ourselves that we, you know, buy into products and things to make ourselves look better mm-hmm. because we're we're like almost so focused on like how we look and why we right and why we look certain way that we you know want to fix it wow so do you think that the rich and wealthy people they have the true mirrors or do you think they also utilize the reflective mirrors the true mirror is expensive right i don't even know how like how it's really made or how what's the differences in how they're made but the true mirror, I think just to get a small square that you could like see your face in only, I think it's like a couple hundred dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. So that just goes to show that they don't want you to know yourself. Yeah. Literally. Exactly. I'm just trying to process it in my head because I'm sure that there's like a deeper meaning that I'm going to eventually uncover. But yeah, it's just strange because because we live in a society that's that's basically um egocentric and so it it wants people to treat themselves as their own idols and treat themselves as their own gods and it's this very selfish society and selfish culture just like you said so it's people vlogging people um influencers people wanting to kind of like portray themselves in a certain way to other people but the irony is that they are being portrayed to themselves in a way that they have no control over. Yeah. So in a society where people want to control the perception that they have and how they're perceived and how they are portrayed, they don't have full expression of that because mirrors don't even allow for it. So when you're taking a picture in the mirror, you're not taking a picture of yourself. You're, you're taking a picture of an uh, inverted version of yourself. Right. So, yeah, that's super crazy. It's like an image, an image that's not really you. Right. It's just an image of yourself. It's a representation of yourself. And then if you were looking at an actual, the true mirror, then you would actually be seeing you. Yeah. And not the representation because the representation of a thing is not a, is not the thing. And And what's funny is if there's like an app where you can see yourself inverted, 
the right way where other like how other people see you for free yeah so if you want to download that app i think it's called just look up like true mirror or something and you'll find some but it like just looking at it a couple times a day and getting yourself used to a different you know a, a different look you know of how you look different appearance of yourself i feel like it's really comforting because at first i was thrown like i said i looked at myself on this app and i was like oh my god i look like that and i couldn't even move my head the right way to like you know yeah to like align it. it yeah it's yeah. crazy but i feel like it's very liberating because at the, because like that's how other people see you yeah and I, so and so it it helps you become comfortable with how other people perceive you yeah and i can only imagine actually having the mirror you know yeah maybe someday i will get one i'd prefer to look at myself and actually see what i look like and not some false image of myself in this in these weird mirrors that they're creating Mm -hmm. it's crazy yeah and the words appear the right way in these true mirrors it's not reversed yeah it's like that's insane that's pretty wild yeah I'm, I can't even imagine what I look like to other people. Mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm like hiding my face. Guys, I know I'm ugly in your eyes. That's crazy. So anything else about that topic? No, that's it. Your turn. Bounce. All right, back and forth, guys. Back uh, and forth. Did you know that Stranger Things is actually based on an actual conspiracy that not too many people know about called the Montauk Project? Oh, shoot. I've I've heard of that. They were originally going to call the show Montauk, but because there was already a pre-existing documentary with the same name, they got sued. So Netflix got sued before they released it because they were going to title it Montauk. Mm. And the Project Montauk or the Montauk Project is essentially an MKUltra super top secret experiment that was conducted at the height of the Cold War. Uh, using a military base, a decommissioned World War II military base located in Long Island, where they would abduct, kidnap kids and orphans and conduct experiments on them, similar to how they do in Stranger Things with Eleven and all her like uh, classmates, if you can call them classmates. Um, And hold on. And this U.S. top secret operation was funded supposedly by Nazi gold that was recovered from World War II. And they also imported Nazi scientists to work and experiment on these kids in hopes of achieving mind control, telepathy, opening space-time portals to other dimensions, and communicating with aliens. What? That's exactly Stranger Things. Exactly. And they even developed something called the Montauk Chair, which had like these electromagnetic capabilities that kind of um, empowered telepathy and just mind control, if that makes sense. So it so it would enhance the psychic powers of those who sat in this chair and people were able to manifest physical objects by using just their minds. And they would also be able to open portals to alternate parallel dimensions, similar to how Eleven does with the upside down world. That is crazy because she opens the gates to the upside down in the first place. The gates to hell. She did. It's all her fault. (laughs) And this is the craziest part is that apparently within the same project, the same Montauk project, they were experimenting with something called remote viewing, which is essentially when you get a lock of somebody's hair, a piece of somebody's hair 
that person with psychic abilities who has been trained by the CIA in this program is capable of doing remote viewing where they close their eyes and they literally live vicariously through that person in real time that they're holding the lock of hair. So they can see everything that person is seeing through their eyeballs, hear everything they're hearing and feel everything they're feeling. And so they were trying to develop this as, as a psychological, uh, as a psychological weapon to use against Russia, Russia or Russia. the former, uh, or Soviet. The former, former Soviet union. Yeah. Wow. And in Stranger Things, their enemy is also Russian. The right? Russian spies. Yeah. And wait, 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 hold on. Um wait, there's more. And wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah. I just sounded so dumb right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like excited, guys. Here's where it gets a little bit kind of fucked up. Just just a little bit. The aim was to fraction the minds of little kids in order to program them so they had to break their minds and they had to break them and they would resort to sexually abusing the kids starving them beating them torturing and dosing them with lsd and they would spike kool-aid and just put lsd and then just hand it out to three-year-old four-year-old orphan orphan runaway kids that they would kidnap uh, a survivor, one survivor, claimed that the Montauk boys were sent to Mars and time-traveled back to biblical times via portals that they would create using the Montauk chair that was charged with electromagnetic force fields. Wow. That's a mouthful. Um, and the project, and this is the wildest part, the project was allegedly shut down after one of the kids rebelled so strongly that he materialized a demon monster within the military base that he transported from this parallel alternate dimension. And this monster was described as being large, hairy, hungry, and, and just pure evil, just destroying everything in its path. The Demodogs? And the Demogorgons, no? No, there's the Demodogs and the Demogorgons. Right. Yeah, there's the whole Demos. And various people were reported seeing this this um, creature and being and maybe it killed a few people, maybe it killed a few scientists, a few top top tier professionals in the military or in the government. I don't know what you call them. Personnels, some like top tier personnels. And that's when they had to whoops, like, whoa, guys, we got to shut this down. And it's wild. It's crazy. And just a fun fact, uh, I did do a, a TikTok on this particular topic that I'm about to say. It's called the Philadelphia Experiment. And it happened at the same time that this other project was going on. So if you guys want to check out our TikTok, it's Mentally Gone Studios. And I and I do a full TikTok on the Philadelphia Experiment. But essentially, in, in a nutshell, they also utilized electromagnets and they basically covered the, an entire ship with electromagnets. And they were able to teleport that ship across the Pacific Ocean or some shit in an instant so it like it, it disappeared from the philadelphia port and reappeared in a different state across the fucking country or some shit like that that's insane and also um supposedly i think einstein and nikola tesla were involved in that program wow. and so and so they got the biggest biggest heads to like figure shit out and to figure teleportation time travel so there's some some sketchy crazy stuff going on when it comes to the government and i don't doubt it honestly like this is something that i believe in and also when the project was terminated they flooded the whole base with cement 
so that nobody would like be able to access anymore like you, you like you have no proof of any remains of this of this organization no that, trace no trace at all and it was definitely underground wow and then my 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 personal linking here is going to be what if jeffrey epstein or or jeffrey epstein's family was supplying these kids historically to this project what if that's what was happening maybe it got relocated to the jeffrey epstein island who knows like like i think that there's obviously something fucked up going on and if you guys think about this because i'm not going to put this on instagram or tiktok so if you guys are listening to this just know that you're listening to it exclusively on the podcast um just like it was described they would break the kids minds and that's mm-hmm. the best way to achieve full control and to program kids is to rape them, beat them, starve them. So basically Just dehumanize them, destroy their humanity yeah. and then rebuild it. And that's also called depatterning, by the way, because I did my research depatterning. And I have another TikTok on that on specifically on MKUltra and the crazy shit that they would do. With all that being said, that's my topic on Stranger Things. No, but really and quick before project. before we jump off of that, that's <clears throat> actually crazy because we know that L is actually her name is Jane, right? Jane. It's not eleven. Eleven is the numbers they use for the little kids to distinguish them by numbers, so they're not even given names. So that just shows like they're stripped of any identity. They're brainwashed to forget their parents and that they actually came from a human being. Like they almost feel like mutants, like like they were designed in a lab, even though they're human children, you know, who were experimented on and given these abilities, just like Jane or Eleven was. And her mom, her mom like was you know screaming to get jane back or whatever after she gave birth to her 11 and they i i'm pretty sure the same thing they did like mk ultra and like brainwashed her to make her forget the events and she now well in the series she like sits in the same chair repeating the same five words that she can recount Definitely that like control. stayed in her memory Right. And she just says like rainbow room, three steps to the left, right? Five steps right. to the right. Like that's it. And just repeats it. That's the only thing that she can. And another thing that you pointed out is is the ability to, you know, see people live, you know, mm-hmm. like being able to kind of like tr- transport. Remote viewing. Right. Yeah. Transport y- yourself into s- some like the Get space. Get into somebody's head. Right. Into their head. Yeah. And, and Eleven is able to do that where she can even go into people's memories Mm. in their head so past events that have happened to a person so not even just like what's happening in the here and now and in the present and what the person is doing but she's able to go into the depths of someone's mind and and relive their memories and i'm convinced that that's what time traveling is is that we are able to tap into the connective that we are able to tap into the collective consciousness and then either go forward or backwards within that kind of spectrum. Yeah. You know, because I I remember reading a declassified CIA document, an official CIA declassified document that described this um, specific experiment that they were conducting with somebody that was trying to do remote viewing. And the interviewer, 
who was a CIA agent, was was prompting the person that was doing the remote viewing. And long story short, that person was able to travel to Mars 500 years into the future or, or 500 years into the past and communicate with these beings who were seeing him manifest in their reality. And, and I think that they were on the precipice of being extinct. That's crazy. And then these like beings, alien beings were communicating with him and like showing concern and showing confusion to like seeing him there and stuff. And this is all documented in a CIA government document. All the files are hidden somewhere. All the files. Well, this one was declassified. But fun fact, all the files of the project uh, Montauk Montauk project were, I think, like destroyed completely, except for a few ones that basically described the financing. And mm. Bill Clinton went on live television and basically apologized. Like he gave like a half-ass apology, saying that I'm sorry, uh, fellow Americans. I'm sorry that we uh, conducted experiments or whatever, and basically said that that the U.S. government is sincerely sorry for uh, forcefully conducting experiments on non-willing citizens. Wow. And that just flew over everybody's head. Like, nobody discussed that ever again. Wow. That's so crazy. The only difference is, like, the chair thing that you said. Eleven and Stranger Things, she's, like, put into a, into basically a deprivation, sensory deprivation tank. And they did that here, too. So they fill up tubs with salt. They have to, you know, block out any noise and all that. Which is crazy. And Jane was kidnapped by the Papa guy Papa, and his yeah. organization without her mother knowing, right? Yeah. Basically. So just stripped Secretly. the child from her, basically. Right. And then mind controlled. And, and I was going to say that, um, what's that movie, uh, Dorothy and the Red Slippers? Oh, The Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. So Alice, Alice in Wonderland and The Wizard of Oz are both used as mind control prompts mm. and so maybe that's where it comes from with the five words that she kept saying yeah it's like something something to the right rainbow so that's what they actually use and they did use during the mk ultra projects when files were declassified it basically stated that they would use these pop culture references in order to really kind of like tap into that because they need prompts yeah. And so when they say a certain word, then that person who's completely and successfully brainwashed and in their control will just completely transform. And that's where they get the Manchurian candidate thing, where they created a super specialized soldier who would be activated using certain words whenever they would need him to. Interesting. And so it's basically a dormant robot, a, a dormant assassin. So it could be like a teacher. Like a elementary school teacher who's just like doing math and then somebody says that like says this word and they just get into high gear and they transform into this like ultra assassin Jason Bourne type thing. That's scary. It's very scary. It's very interesting. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of children being used yes. and abused, 
Did you know that the Mars company that created M&M has been involved in in cases that involving like child labor and child slavery at their company? In modern days? Like yeah, now. Time? This is happening now. 2022. What? They're currently they're currently facing lawsuits against child labor and child slavery. And it's all on the hush. Literally no one, there's barely anyone talking about it. And one of the big distractions that they used to divert people's attention from the heinous crimes that they're committing is they changed the appearance of the green M&M. And that was like a huge frenzy because people were saying that she lost her sex appeal when they changed her heels, her heeled boots to sneakers and saying that they removed her sex appeal and they made her less sexy and, and so less people focused on that right. one thing versus focusing on the real matter because yeah. it was like an iconic it's like one of those iconic characters basically like Minnie Mouse or Mickey Mouse right mm-hmm. but for M&Ms and so that's all people were talking about and if you tried to google M&Ms that's all that was coming up right and so it buries the nothing the about tra- the lawsuit yeah. that's happening and this that was just this year that this happened that's crazy because whenever you have child slavery then you automatically have child trafficking yeah so that is insane and and, but it's not too crazy because because recently i read that in china they exposed on the media there that they finally found proof of concentration camps wow in china in modern day society it's like in today's time and you know what's super crazy about what you just said like clothes from Xi'an that come from China, some of the tags, people were writing the words help on it. Like on the clothes? On the clothing tag that, wow. that has the instructions for washing and whatever. There was like help help us or help me. Wow. They were like sending messages to people purchasing these items because they're being like overworked and enslaved to produce mass amount massive amounts of clothing or whatever the case is massive amounts of items and products and that's why she and clothes are, are, so, are so dirt cheap, cheap yeah. yeah it's like pennies on a dollar exactly that's crazy and that's that's the same thing with the iphone i think that they were also doing that at the iphone uh workshops in china that's crazy which um apple got under a lot of heat for because one reporter went undercover to like work at one of these factories at these iphone factories in china and he saw that they have like bars on the window because too many people were committing suicide because they were being overworked like 18 hours 20 hour work shifts and then you sleep at the factory and then you wake up after four hours of sleep after working for 20 hours and you just do this like monotone mundane task that's just repetition day in and day out just so some fucking privileged kid in the suburbs can have his iphone 20 his iphone iPhone 15 every year they come out with a new one and every year people kill themselves for it literally yeah that's 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 capitalism for you yeah but speaking of the green m&m this is what this is what's kind of weird and i wanted to get all of this down but what's funny is that people were talking about people some people were so upset like genuinely upset that they changed her heels, her, this cartoon that, you know, why? Like, like it's not even a real person, you know, changed her heels into sneakers 
and then said that she was less attractive. And there's actually a Fox News reporter, um, and he's a popular one, and his name is Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. he always makes absurd comments and controversial opinions and whatnot. He's for Fox News, right? Yeah. And yeah. so he actually made a statement saying, like, bring the boots back. Like, he was starting this campaign to bring the boots back for the green M&M. And then even said that um, that he's not attracted to the Eminem anymore since they made the change. And also said that if they bring the boots back to the green Eminem, that he'll like take her out for a drink or something. See, but that's <laughs> but that's what ties into your conspiracy. I yeah. think that Fox News and all these major news outlets are all owned by BlackRock and like these like bigger companies and so these news outlets are subsidized by these companies like m&m like the mars company right like they own the bulk of our foods mars company owns a lot of the food that we consume yeah and so it's very easy for them to just subsidize and and corrupt a news outlet and use them as a vessel in order to just again attention goes where energy goes where attention no attention go energy goes where attention flows is that the thing or is attention it attention goes, goes where, where energy, energy flows? flows. Right. Yeah. So attention goes where energy flows. And so if you're just focused on this guy just making these deliberate comments that he knows will get people outraged and and get him rid of like, you know, like he'll be everywhere. Ridiculed, yeah. And it's also exactly. great publicity for his network because then people will tune into Fox News in order to hear Tucker Carlson uh, say more ridiculous things. And then it's just more viewership for them. And so it's all this game. It's like a win win for everybody, you know. But 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 that makes a lot of sense, honestly, because it's like just another way to pulp this agenda to hide the truth Mm -hmm. like that. It's so crazy how the truth just like flies under our nose, though. Yeah, it's like because we're focused on these absurd things. Right. And and what's even crazier is at the time. And it's weird that Disney got involved because at the same time. Disney came out for the first time ever with Minnie Mouse wearing a pantsuit. So they saw that Eminem made the change with the heels to sneakers. And then this was the first time that Minnie Mouse, who always wears a skirt, wore pants. Right. But it's just to draw attention. No, but but exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's so weird that like it, you know, the lawsuit wasn't wasn't hidden from the public it's like if you look it up there's information about it you know what i'm saying yeah there's a lawsuit going on against the mars company for the child labor oh for the oh yeah yeah i was completely tripping out no i thought that you meant that there was a lot that tucker carlson filed a lawsuit against the character changing from heels to shoes no no the lawsuit like so that's what i'm saying is like to throw Disney on top of it, it's yeah. like it's it's even more hidden because now people are like screaming that Minnie Mouse is wearing pants and not a skirt, you know, and not and most people were like unhappy about it. But it's interesting that these two brands or companies, Disney Working and the Mars company, that too, but also that they use like a woke agenda, right, by mm. removing sexuality and gender from these characters. Right. It, it's more aligned with what people believe nowadays. You know, it's like, yeah, let's he, stop pushing cartoons to be sexualized or cartoons to be gendered. Gender fluid, asexual, exactly. gender politics, yeah. Yeah, so they use these woke concepts to 
to garner attention for their brand. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's ill intended. So anybody who's like supporting it, it's like this is what's going on underneath underneath it all. Just yeah. letting you know. Anything and else about it? Stop eating M&Ms maybe. Yeah, cuz it's definitely not good for you. I recently reposted a popular TikTok on Instagram Reels and it's about the whole Skittles thing. Most of these candies, especially if they're made by the Mars company, no good. Hmm. Most products that we consume actually are just not good unfortunately. Is Nestle owned by Mars? Probably. I don't know. Nestle makes this water, Poland Spring. Yeah, Nestle making water. Uh, Is Coca-Cola it? makes the Sani. It's just crazy, man. It's a crazy world we live in. No, Coca-Cola owns... The Sani, right? Nestle. Yeah, so Coca-Cola owns Nestle? Yeah. And Nestle makes Poland Springs? Yeah. And Coca-Cola owns the Sani? I don't know now. Yeah. Oh, it's do. like it's like all over the place. See, it's like controlled opposition is what these companies do. Look, see, Poland Spring is owned by Nestle, and Nestle is owned by Coca Cola. I guess so. And Coca Cola. No, owns it says Nestle is the largest food company in the world, so Nestle owns, owns its own things. Yeah. No, it doesn't own Coca Cola. So where's Coca Cola coming from? Here. I don't know. I read it, and it's not. Ah, uh, guys. The Coca-Cola company Nestle. So are like, is it the same thing? That's what I'm not getting. That's what I'm reading here. I, I hate Anyways, Google. Who cares? I think Coca-Cola and Nestle are, are one entity. Mm. One, they're not like neither is owned by the other. But anyways, it's unless like joint. unless you're getting your water directly from a stream, yeah. And even then, uh, it's probably contaminated to some extent with like pollution and global warming so nothing's healthy anymore for sure uh, the world is falling apart everything's going to shit and yeah. that's just reality uh do you have anything else to say on that topic no your turn back right. to back all right so i have this crazy super mario conspiracy theory that's actually pretty funny it claims that peach is having an affair with bowser and that every time that she's kidnapped by Bowser, it's just an excuse for her to cheat on Mario with Bowser. And she's like falling out of love with Mario. And Bowser basically gives her all the emotional support that she needs. And he's always there for her. And he cares so much about her that he's willing to kidnap and risk his life for her. Um, and then this uh, conspiracy basically uh, uh, relies on the fact or the idea that bowser jr claims that peach is his mother and bowser jr is bowser's son huh. and so people are saying that bowser when he kidnapped peach they had intercourse and then produced bowser jr and that at the end of super mario sunshine for the gamecube bowser jr turns to peach and basically tells her that she's his mama and her reaction is what like made fans believe that Peach is actually his mother because her reaction was not like one of like repulsive, you know, like she like she wasn't surprised. She was just like confused and kind of like accepting of the fact like she's like, really? Oh, so you're Bowser's son whatever. Mm. And then people are like, oh, shit, like maybe, you know, so essentially Mario is a cuck. Wow. Is what people are saying. So Mario is wasting his time saving peach time and time again when in fact she's suffering from stockholm syndrome where she fell in love with her kidnapper the first time bowser kidnapped her they fell in love had bowser jr and now mario 
has no idea. Wow. Even though Bowser Jr. kind of like teased it in front of Mario's face. And then fans later said like, oh, like this theory is debunked because because um, Bowser later tells Bowser Jr. that he lied to him so that so that he could view Mario as a villain as well. And he's basically raising his kid or whatever to like hate Mario. Liar again. But I think they're lying. Yeah, so, lying. So anyways, uh, Mario, to, like, to my own surprise, because I've been doing a lot of research on Mario uh, leading up to every podcast because I just want to get to like every crazy Mario conspiracy. Mario has really like has a lot of like deep seated underlay, like dark underlay tones. Yeah. yeah. And the creator of Mario always kind of like winks to fans, you know, like these like puzzles that 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 are decades old like he never fully gives an answer and he just smiles it off every time he's like asked about it he says like it's entirely possible maybe who knows yeah and he just gets off on it on on like having these like long time lifelong fans sometimes just like debate whether or not peaches bowser jr's that's Mother. super unsettling right when yeah, when the freaky. creator of something isn't giving you any answers right it makes she just you wants think you to use like your imagination. What other deep agenda is he pushing through his games that we didn't catch on to? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I'm not gonna put that. <laughs> oh there. But um yeah, that's crazy. Your turn now. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom, back to back. Um, I do have one more for this episode. This one's interesting because we were just talking about um the foods you eat and water you drink. And the tension goes where energy and, flows. And the tension goes where energy flows. And did you know that there's actually specific energies in all the food that you're consuming? I actually do know a little bit about it, but not too much. There's like high frequency right. food and low frequency food. So anything GMO, genetically modified food, that is low frequency food. And that's going to bring your frequency lower. You, you'll you tend to feel more irritable. You'll tend <coughs> to feel more uh, depressed. All of these other feelings that you get from highly processed and um, genetically modified foods and uh, sugars, etc. Right. So where I'm actually going with this is that I have a theory that Aang from Avatar The Last Airbender is so spiritually inclined and in tune with himself because of his diet and not just because he was raised by monks and air nomads, mm. right? Because here's the example that I wanted to use. When you look at Aang, who follows a strictly vegetarian diet, so he does not believe in eating meat or killing animals to eat, right? To consume their product. If you look at Aang who, who follows that diet. He's very optimistic towards life. And you can tell that he approaches life. With the, with the thought process of doing things through love. Rather than through fear. And he's someone who's optimistic. Who has like intense willpower. So nothing sets him back. He'll always keep going. And he's just very um, childlike as well. And yeah. And in tune with nature. And he's able to communicate with other spiritual beings. Because of his diet. And this is why. If you look at someone like Sokka in the show. Who's obsessed with eating meat. And, and just eating, like binge eating and gorging on food and binging. 
he is literally the epitome of someone who's arrogant, irritable, impatient. And I think that the creators did that on purpose to show two opposing characters who have two completely opposite diets to show that when you're like obsessed with food in an unhealthy way and you're consuming food that has lower frequency, then you're more likely to have all of these negative emotions come with it, such as irritability, impatience, and all these other things, and depression, anxiety, etc. And what's funny is there's an episode where the fortune teller tells Sokka that you're going to cause yourself a lot of self-inflicted misery for the rest of your life. Whereas Aang is destined to do amazing and great things. And it's just like these subtle little hints that they make with these two opposing characters who follow different diets, like I said before. And when Aang is opening up his chakras, the only thing he's allowed to consume is the banana and onion juice, mm. which the guru Patik gives him, right? And so that that just goes to show that when you're not consuming like animal products and you're consuming like antioxidants like banana and onions which are used for cleansing you're you're more you're you're more inclined to reach a a higher frequency or higher spiritual state state right versus right. people who don't consume the right things yeah the 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 thing that i've heard when it comes to low frequency foods is that uh society is architected and designed in the way that it is today so that meat and processed and just like you said like high like genetically modified foods are easily available so like mcdonald's and all of these like low entry places where you can get a burger for a few bucks um those are designed to keep you in touch and more in tune with your primal instinctual self yeah and that keeps you far removed from your 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 third eye level kind of where you achieve what's known as christ consciousness and that's what like star seeds are all about and so people believe that certain souls and spirits are sent to this earth as star seeds and they are like their purpose is to achieve a higher spiritual uh, frequency and level through their experience on earth and diet is one uh, gut biome gut health is another and so that's essentially what the avatar state is for ang ang achieves christ consciousness he achieves that ultimate epitomized level of spirituality that he kind of evolves past his primal instinctual human vessel yes and isn't it crazy that Sokka is the only non-bender in the whole show right. of the main characters and and meanwhile all of the other characters who don't have this obsession with food like he does like throughout the series he's always talking about food and he's hungry and this reminds and that. me of someone and yeah and and so <laughs> and so it's interesting because all of the other characters you know are able to bend and have the these abilities to do something that a typical person can't and he has to rely on brute and and man-made weapons right. to fight and survive just Very like a primal, primal right primal primitive methods and you don't see him as being spiritual at all at least i don't i see him being the typical yeah. human being like trying to be strategic and relying on on just mere force and you know hand strength and whatever versus like all of the other people they're able to connect with the sun 
like firebenders connect with the sun uh waterbenders connect with the moon it's all these different uh aspects of nature and not just nature but it, but but it's interesting how it's this connection with celestial bodies as yeah. well because it goes far beyond just the um hu- like immediate hu- uh hu- like immediate earth surroundings mm-hmm. so i feel like me me personally i believe that we are nothing we are nothing more than the universe experiencing itself in the human form and so what ang represents and epitomizes in his avatar state is just that it's that he becomes the universe like he basically channels and weaponizes the forces of like everything and that's why there's always references to his ancestors and to the avatars that came before him because life isn't this like finite thing that we perceive it as because we perceive life as being finite because of our limited senses and so we perceive death on this like linear timeline too it's like time only goes forward for us like we can't go back and so when somebody dies we see that as something permanent but in reality what everybody becomes stardust but everybody still always exists forever if that makes sense so like yes it does you you never truly die you just return to the universe and become one with it again but you were always one with the universe and that's what people don't realize is the superpower of every single person that's alive today is that they can tap into that while they're alive and that they don't have to wait until they die and become stardust for them to discover that they have this untapped power this capability to channel the universe's energy and use it to manifest your reality and cultivate the life that you want for yourself damn spoken like a true and and guru right here and that's exactly what the avatar cycle is he's able to connect like you said to his past avatar self Mm -hmm. it's all him he's avatar kiyoshi he's avatar roku because he's infinite yeah and he holds all of the wisdom of his past avatars he holds everything all of the power from the past avatars just like kendrick said in his new album he said um my ancestors come in my sleep and say i am too real Uh. and he also says that he howls at the moon and shit which is basically implying that there's this deeper meditation that i think that we and i say we because it's fun to do conspiracies on hip-hop artists and like deem them as being satanic and part of the illuminati and all that stuff like it's fun to do that but I think that they're, they, they've they tapped into something that's very powerful. And a lot of them choose to maybe play around with like negative energy because I feel like negative energy exists. But a lot of them try to tap into like more positive energy, which is what I would like to think that Mac Miller did, for example. Kendrick is doing more of. Um, so my point being is that when you tap into that realm, you can choose between positive energy and negative energy to kind of manifest your reality and to kind of use to influence your entire world. Yeah. That makes sense. No, that makes sense. So yeah, guys, the moral of the story here is go vegan. Um, (laughs) No, no, but actually what's interesting is that like there's articles and stuff about this. If you get, and and I know this is crazy because like I'm saying it because my brother has this certain diet, but if you get pasture raised, food pasture-raised meat pasture-raised eggs not the eggs that you get at walmart for seven bucks for 60 Mm -hmm. because those chicken are fed soy and corn which has no nutritional value it causes cancer it causes a bunch of other terminal diseases and illnesses but pasture-raised they're given 
quality food. So that reflects on if you're eating the right meat, then you can eat meat. But if you're eating the wrong meat or even the wrong foods in general, these processed vegan foods also don't count. Like yeah. if you're going vegan, don't eat boxed don't tofu, eat whatever. Burger King, Impossible Burgers. Yeah, from burger Impossible King. Whopper, whatever. Like that's all bullshit too. It's all soy and canola oils and that causes it's all chemicals yeah it it deteriorates your health yeah and so if if you look at articles you'll see that if the quality of your food is high high quality food wild caught fish pasture raised meat etc etc staying away from canola oils and vegetable oils and sunflower oils etc then you will have a higher frequency like you will feel more more alleviated yeah more energized more more agile more sharp-minded empathetic sympathetic yeah yeah yeah. like and that's what i realized like when we were eating out so much and stuff like i felt gloomier and i felt like more anxious and more depressed like i was rid like like riddled riddled yeah riddled with it like every single day i would wake up and feel it right away like this this feeling in my chest right and now the more that i'm like you know starting to cut back on that and trying to you know eat better and just improve the habits of my life it it feels like so much different at least for me like it really feels different like the cloud is just disappearing disappearing yeah it's crazy let me just make a quick disclaimer. Uh, I should have made this before because maybe some people clicked off, like thinking, like, "Oh, like these are the like these are another another set of vegans, pragmatic vegans." Uh, <laughs> no. We we both love meat, by the way. Like I... we eat barbecue. We love um, picanha. I'm actually Brazilian, so picanha I and like carne chicken. asada and like all that stuff. She loves chicken. I love chicken. And I'll eat anything. Like I I love meat, so we love meat. Well, we are just saying like, even for people who love meat like us, you can also have these alternatives, just like, just like she said, like pasture raised, uh, free range meat, cows, you know, like things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So you want to just stay, just stay away from anything that that's probably fed corn and soy. And anything that's too cheap. If you're getting 60 eggs for like eight bucks, like that's so alarming. Yeah. It's all hormones, dude. Literally, pasture-raised eggs are seven bucks for a dozen. So yeah. imagine there, there's obviously a quality difference. Like it's not a label because the egg color is even different. The yolk color is even different. Yeah, you're gonna get that salmonella chicken, dude. And you know what's crazy? Those white eggs from Walmart. This is just like fun facts. They crack so easily. Right, because it's soft. It's the it's membrane is like of lower quality those brown ones yeah, the ones it's like harder to crack. <laughs> that we started buying now those are great yeah. those are those are legit and and my parents actually have a chicken coop now yeah yeah and now so. they're getting eggs every, like every other day Yeehaw. right now but they're when they start getting more eggs like we're set on eggs we're gonna get a whole chicken we're gonna <laughs> we're, you guys yeah. owe us a whole well, chicken we're gonna get the <laughs> we're gonna get the chicken after the chicken reaches its lifespan a little bit and then yeah. i'm gonna eat the chicken so sorry we're gonna chicken. get we're gonna get a pet chicken for my dog shadow to play with yeah sorry so and uh not sorry to the vegans i mean y- y'all are missing out on the chicken yeah i'm sorry you guys don't i mean just eat pasture raised they're raised well they're they're not like slaughterhoused 
Anyways, anything else on Avatar? That's it for that's me, it. yeah. So that's all your topics, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so I have two more, but they're like quick topics. Um, unless you've been living under a rock, you, like know, you, you know that there has been a global drought recently as of late with heat waves being at record like record levels with portugal and spain being the driest it has ever been in a thousand years that's what she said spanish stonehenge dating back to 5000 bc has resurfaced right literally a stonehenge structure very similar to the one in england has appeared in spain and people are now like um, speculating that it's from like alien origin or it's from like this like ancient civilization that was here on Earth before the same civilization that built the pyramids, the same civilization that set up Stonehenge in, in the UK. Um, very interesting. Several dead bodies were uncovered and submerged in the Lake Mead near Las Vegas. So several dead bodies in a dried up lake in Las Vegas. Wow. That to me immediately, I thought about the Sopranos. I thought about the the mafia culture, the yeah. mobs, you know. Hey, Johnny, you going to pay me up or what? You know, I'm going yeah. to make you sleep with the fishes. You're going to yeah. sleep with the fishes tonight. huh? And then and then Just that's like, literally what happened to these people is that they couldn't pay their bet. Maybe they were gambling at the casino and people dropped their bodies into Lake Mead near Las Vegas, you know. That's crazy. Gambling gone wrong right there. But anyways, so because of the drought, these bodies have resurfaced and have now appeared again. Um, dried, dried up Chinese river reveals 600-year-old Buddhist statues. German river reveals stones etched with drought and famine warnings dating back to 1616 with one of the etchings reading, If you see me, cry. Basically, because like they would use these like stones to kind of measure and predict if there was going to be another famine because of the like like droughts and stuff historically. And this one said, if you see me cry, meaning mm. if you see this, like be, you're fucked. Be warned. Yeah, yeah. because there's a famine be coming because we just survived one right now. Like we are in one right now. Wow. So that's pretty wild to um, contemplate. And a various sunken World War II Nazi ships were now are are now being uncovered because of the drought so like sunken ships are now just clear as day Damn. it's pretty crazy like the the levels are just going are just so low that that entire villages are being uncovered entire um cities that have been basically you know and my question is when are we going to finally find atlantis is this the time during this historic drought that Atlantis is finally going to show its face and we're finally going to see what Atlantis is or finally uncover where it is, unless it's in the Antarctic. If it's well, in Antarctica, still. then, you know, and, and because of all the ice melting. Right? Yeah. But no one's allowed in Antarctica, so that's kind mm, of fucked. That's crazy, though. Yeah. And what's interesting is Portugal has a lot of um, wildfires, too. Right. And but that people just adds think to that's government-induced... Either way, it definitely adds to the heat wave, I think. Yeah, that's that's crazy. All right, and then last thing that I wanted to share. Oh. It has been feeling hotter these days. There's this video that was published on YouTube by a YouTube channel called Mothers Against Greg Abbott. Abbott. Greg Abbott. 
right? So mothers against Greg Abbott, and Greg Abbott is a politician, right? Is is that correct? Do you know Greg Abbott? I don't know. Greg you said Abbott. his name pretty well. Uh, no, but I've heard the name Abbott a lot. There's, All right, who cares? Yeah, Abbott. There's a video that was posted on YouTube. It's a 30 second ad showing a mother preparing her child for the first day of school. And back when I was a kid, you would see ads of kids just, you know, gleefully preparing, uh, going shopping for materials and just packing their bags. Target would shove advertisements in your face. It was all happy, fun and games, right? This back to school ad shows a mother putting a military vest and a military helmet on her five-year-old six-year-old child Mm. and then taking a picture all excitedly like saying like oh my god it's like johnny's first day of school and then johnny's face is just tired yeah i've seen this ad and it's it like it's like the the simplicity in it the shock value it's just a perfect 30 second ad and then the song also like adds layers to it because of the meaning of the song but i'm not gonna play it because of copyright but it's just sad, man. It's super sad. And and what's crazy is that the first day of school, I forget which school it was, but but I saw this on TikTok. Some kid posted a TikTok of his teacher barricading the door on the first day of school on the, on the first day back to school because one kid was no, because one kid brought a Nerf gun to school. And so the whole school went on, went under lockdown because one kid reportedly had a gun, but then they went to find out it was a Nerf gun. Wow. And that's just the reality that we live in is that back in my day, kids took Nerf guns all the time to school. Mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh disc things, you know, playing in like, like during recess. And apparently cops tackled this kid to the ground and he was like six or like eight or something like that. Wow. Injured him, but it caused the whole lockdown on the first day back to school. And that's just America. So we saw on Instagram that we have a few uh, listeners all the way from the UK and from New Zealand, Canada. And this is when I like really realized just how fucked the US is when compared to any other country in the world. And I've been to London like I've I've like I've I've seen it like the culture is just more sophisticated, it seems, you know. Yeah, but they do have a lot of knife crime. They have a lot of violence. Correct me if I'm wrong. Petty but crimes. I, I've heard that they but they have a lot of crime with knives. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. have a lot of crime with guns, which right. is much more lethal, too. Yeah. But um, either yeah. way. No. Yeah. The but, gun situation is way out of hand. But my point is that guns schools have become synonymous in america and that's a problem yeah because every time you think about a gun now you associate it with a school shooting concerts too i don't i don't feel safe going to any concerts i don't feel safe going anywhere where it's too crowded with anywhere with too many people like you're saying i don't feel safe it happened at like a um not a marathon it was a parade the fourth of july parade remember yeah like that's it's so it's so crazy like any of these large gatherings like stay away from them like yeah. don't go because that's like that's the way it is like i remember being able to go to like the parades when i was a kid in you know in newark and stuff they had like the portugal day parade and stuff and like imagine now like no matter where you are in the u.s like 
be like people have to be afraid they have to be they have to second guess and second question it's like even if you think your town is safe and and quiet like any one situation or one crazy person can change that yeah crazy person with a gun it's like there's millions of people who have guns in the u.s that's super alarming Here's my mentally gone conspiracy, and I call it mentally gone conspiracy because it's right off the top of the dome, and I haven't given it much thought, but I'm going to just release it into the public, into the ears of everybody listening. What if this is some some type of, of um, government plot to create this realm of incessant fear and constant instability to a point where parents are hesitant to allow their kids to even socialize anymore, like like much less go to school for eight hours a day. Like they won't allow their kids to leave the house anymore. So kids will have to be homeschooled. And then that's where they put their VRs on. And then people won't want to go to concerts anymore. And that's where they enjoy a concert from the comfort of their homes. Why? Because of fear. Fear of what? Fear of COVID, fear of monkeypox, fear of guns. So it's all this fear, incessant fear, right? And you're not safe. Like, there's no safety net. Like, you you can't find a safe haven within society. Yeah. The only place that you could kind of find a safe haven is at home. So, hey, stay home, which is what we were taught, at at least in the U.S., for the past two to three years, you know, like, especially Mm -hmm. from 2020 to 2022, like, the beginning of 22. It's like, stay home. Yeah. Whole year, just stay home. Just just chill. Almost two years stay home and it keeps people subdued yes subdued because that's where you operate off of low frequencies and it goes all full circle with the foods that you consume and also with the externalities of the world so it's low frequency energy you know being casted on you it's like be in constant fear and that's a low frequency state to operate in and that's what everybody operates within is like anxiety yeah depression fear and what's crazy too is that that would make sense because like the government doesn't need your money from going to events or outings. Mm. They're getting money when you're ordering DoorDash every time, when you're ordering your groceries um, through one click of a button, when you're ordering Amazon so that you never have to go shopping in person, you know? So it's like no matter what, like whether you're in or out, they're making money. So they don't care if you're outside or inside. If anything, they'd prefer you to stay indoors all the time if possible yeah it's like that's what they want and that's probably what it'll get to like you're saying where your kids attend class pay put your vr on today that's crazy so if you're listening to this the main takeaway from this episode is to wake up yeah wake up wake up neo Neo. (laughs) take the wake up take the red pill right yeah take the red pill don't take the blue pill and Comment below, if if you're watching this on YouTube, comment below if you believe that there is a way out of the matrix. And what 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 is your way of getting out of the matrix? And what do you think is the way to get out? Yeah. Because I feel like everybody's in it. Like even people who want to believe that they've escaped it, you know, like, oh, like I live on a mountain somewhere. I don't have internet. I've, I'm living as a nomad. I'm living as a as a cave person i think everybody's just entrenched in it because of the ideological possession that everybody you know what i'm saying yeah probably it's like society has already done it's it's like thing with you 
I think some. I, I think maybe some people have been able to fully escape the matrix. Well, to an extent, at least. I think that it it really boils down to like a philosophical standpoint where to contemplate exiting the matrix implies that you're in it. Does that make sense? Yeah. That, that so you, you're already entrenched right. in it. So if you're even if you get out, you'll probably have remains of it. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So anything else? That's it. That's it? Yeah. I was going to say that makes me about the whole like kid thing. That makes me scared to have kids. Yeah. The way things are going, it it makes me really backtrack. And I've always wanted kids. Same. Same. But ever since COVID and like, like, do you want to bring a kid into this world? Everything that's going on, all these agendas that are being pushed and like all these, uh, like just all this commotion yeah. going on, all these like absurdities and all of these like stresses. stresses and stuff and fear. And I don't know, like it really makes you wonder, yeah. do you like, do you want to put someone through that? Like how, like you know, and put yourself through that because you're you'll in turn live in more fear because you have another human being to take care to of to account for. Yeah, yeah, it's no longer just yourself where you're making choices and decisions for yourself. So big decisions, man. Yeah, and and uh, like I'm not. No, I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna get it. Like let all this say stuff. No, it's anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Not not today, Junior. Not today, Satan. All not right, guys. Today. So that was episode number twenty nine of the Mentally Gone Podcast. Hey, um yes. You know what's funny in twenty four? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Twenty five. <laughs> SpongeBob jokes again. You like those. <laughs> Very funny. Just like the first time. I like time. those. Yeah. I like those. <laughs> Only you like them. <laughs> I'm start playing these every time you make a joke. Me, hi, me, hi, me, hi, me. But anyways, guys. So uh, thanks again for listening, for tuning in. Uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or an audio platform. Anchor, Google Podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review. Uh, it really helps push the show. It really helps the algorithms know that you guys are enjoying this. And if you could do the same for YouTube, just smash that like button. And I hate saying that because I've always been against being like that influencer, quote unquote. And I hate even saying that. Hit the notification bell. Because it sounds so like narcissistic and yeah. so egocentric. It's like, oh, like I'm an influencer, whatever. But you guys get what I'm saying, right? It's like it's like those cringy animated guys who are like, smash that like button, guys, and whatever. And don't forget to subscribe. But unfortunately, we have to say that because some sometimes people forget to do that. And it really helps the show. So if you want to support the show, the best way you could do it is just a like subscribe share it with a family member share it with a friend if you don't have any friends like me then you could just share it with your mom your dad and if they hate you too then i don't know what to tell you show like, your you can, dog show it to your dog yeah just play the video like lay down play the video with your dog if you, if you don't have a pet get a pet if you can't get a pet then call me call me let's have a conversation let's talk yeah. so if you want to call us uh, that's a great segue if you want to call us, the number is... Let me get the number. I'm going to get the number I'm first. I'm going to get the number first. I'm going to get it first. I got it first. The number is... 
I'm going to get the number first. Uh, the, the number, number is 201-890-2907. Oh, you're screaming. <laughs> the number is 201-890-2907. I think she sometimes forgets that she has a microphone. She probably thinks that she's talking directly into your ears, guys. Wait, let me see how far it'll catch. No. Hello. No. Yeah. Hello. Lady. <laughs> the lady. Lady. Wilbur. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he does i it. saw a lady 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 <laughs> it's cool though because this this microphone has like a lot of dynamic range to it and then if you talk like lady and then it and then people like hear it from their left ear or yeah. right ear anyways guys so thanks again my name is Kyle said again my host my co-host gabriella lopes and we will see you guys on episode 30 the big three oh and don't forget. And don't forget that it's never, never wrong, wrong to be mentally, mentally gone. gone. Peace, Peace to the world. To the world. <laughs>